Shades of Football podcast, um, everyone's favourite K-League podcast, the one that you'll never see on Sky Sports. Um, that was a wee bit of music there, chasing cars, because everybody these days is chasing the motors, uh, not too successfully. I guess there's been a, a few stalls um, in amongst there, um, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. The motors themselves have stalled quite recently, haven't they? They've been going on <coughs> like a, a, a Robin Reliance stuck on a piece of gum on the road. Indeed. No wins in three. Yep. Since since we said they've got the league wrapped up, I don't think they've won a game. They're doing their uh, best to unwrap it. They're doing their best to unwrap it like a kid at Christmas, indeed. But it's like Merce, it's, like, it's the thing that nobody wants to have, right? So Sue and are not taking advantage yeah. of it. So on the on the agenda tonight, I guess we're doing a bit of an environmentally pod, environmentally friendly podcast because we're going to recycle some old crap <laughs> and <laughs> pretend that we've just made something good out of it. <laughs> Talking about old crap. I'm joined tonight by Mark. Hey! <laughs> I'm here Mark, all week. I understand you were doing impromptu merch checks on the subway on Sunday night. Did you uh, manage to find anybody with any unusual symptoms? Um, with a camel toe. <clears throat> I didn't actually find anyone. I, I was using my, uh, my, my... Did you have your stethoscope out? Was that, you, is that what you're calling it these days? my pink thermometer out. Um, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately no one was, uh, was uh, setting the mercury high enough but uh, no yeah, yeah there was a couple of uh, I was I was kind of like helping helping who helping the World Health Organization uh, keep uh, keep a living mares so I was trying my best I'm trying your best to help Korea's birth rate go up right someone's got to thank you Stevie for, for that uh, <laughs> for that intro uh, I'm joined uh, as always on my left by Paul who is wearing a number seven David Beckham England polo shirt, obviously in celebration of the fact that they managed to draw nothing with Daryl Murphy's inspired uh, Ireland yesterday. Or maybe the fact that they're going to get gubbed in the next uh, World Cup game, whoever they're playing. Actually, there were um, two Wednesday players playing for Ireland, so if I had an Ireland shirt, I probably would have worn that. But The thing is, is that Paul has spent the last uh, ten weeks of this podcast trying to convince me that he's Scottish. And then today he turns up wearing a three-line shirt. Um, I told so you David Beckham's my cousin. It's a blood relative, you can't... We've discussed already that if you put David Beckham as my cousin on the podcast, we're going to get stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Beckham's lawyer's it, already it's on the internet. You can't argue with the internet, it's on the internet. Okay. Anyway, Paul was wearing a David Beckham shirt and uh, he's getting banned from, from the podcast for three weeks. The only, to be honest, the only reason why we've let him wear it is because if he takes it off, it's even worse. <laughs> yeah, it was a, yeah, it's like it's a tough choice when it comes down to like uh, an England top or topless Paul. At least that seven covers. Jimmy do half and half, like over one shoulder. Uh, I'd rather see Jimmy Greaves topless. Podcast, <laughs> podcast faithful Jimmy Greaves. Good friend of the podcast. <laughs> when, when he's been dead for six months, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in there there's an intro for Paul, isn't there? There was, yeah, he's been on England top. Oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll edit it so it makes you look like you love me. It'll take more than a fucking edit. <laughs> I'll just come along in a fake Scottish accent. I'll, I'll phone up Ian St. John. Uh, Can you say what? Stevie's intro, yeah. Stevie? <laughs> uh, thank you, Mark, uh, for that. Should I be thank- I'm not sure if I should be thanking you, but anyway, it seems polite to do so. Uh, our host for the, tonight is the erstwhile Stevie. 
Whatever that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. <laughs> Last week, you might recall that he confessed his love to me. So this weekend, we arranged to go for a dirty weekend dirty to Chongju. Yes. Uh, had it all arranged, I paid everything, and on the morning he gets cold feet, calls me up and says he can't go, so I went by myself. Indeed, the wife decided that a dirty weekend away with you was not a, not a good idea. Last week I wasn't talking to Steve because I thought he was sexually harassing me. This week I'm not talking to him because we have a lo- lover's quarrel, so don't ask me anything. If you want to ask me anything, ask me through Mark. I will respond any, to any questions that come through Mark, but not directly. All right, so ex- expect a pretty good podcast tonight then, because Paul's not talking, so we'll get through this one pretty quickly. There'll be no nonsense. Um, says he two hours into the recording. Yes, we've been recording. <laughs> we're, we're about six minutes into the podcast, we've been recording for two hours, so look forward to the uh, hour and a half outtake special <laughs> that's coming on Saturday night. The hour and a half the sexist, anti-Semitic, racist <laughs> outtakes that are coming on Saturday night. Or not. Pretty much. Pretty much. So I guess before we get ourselves in any more trouble, we should move on and actually talk about football. What do you think? There's a whole load of games that we need to review. There was two rounds of matches. There was a midweek, and then there was the the weekend fixture. Should we start midweek? It seems a long time ago. I'm not sure if I can remember much of it. Um, The one game we said was going to be really exciting and everybody should go along to was uh, Pohang versus Chonbuk. So that turned out to be nothing each. Yep. <laughs> Did you guys see it? Did you guys see any of it? No. Uh, no, I was at the boar fest that was so into it. How was that? Terrible. Probably worse than the nil draw at Chumbuk, to be honest. But Seoul won that 1-0. We did. That was the... No, they didn't, to be honest. No. And Sean lost it. lost it 1-0. It was a, a suicidal back pass that the Seoul striker did his best. Uh, his first time shot was saved by the goal. It luckily rebounded to him. And he, he slotted it into the empty yeah, net. Yeah, bounced off him, didn't it? Yeah. Bounced it back into him. Worst game of football you've ever seen? Yeah, possibly. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Well, until Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> there must be a good game in here somewhere. Uh, we've got Chanam Dragons <coughs> 1, Guangzhou 2. Nope, that's not going to be one, is it? Nope. Steve was no. scored again, and then Guangzhou pulled it back and, and won it with like two minutes left. Busan 1, Ulsan 0. Well, we did say at the time that that was the kind of game that you would even <coughs> get out of bed to watch. Yeah, so that's not... Particularly exciting mm-hmm. either. Dijon 1, Su 1 2. Su 1 1, why talk about that? No, but right. I'll, I mean, seriously, like, uh, I did see that Santos scored. Uh, he's been having a pretty poor season. Like, last year's K League top goal scorer. He's only got two goals so far this season. Um, so he's not been kind of have, having the same kind of season as he, as he did last year. So it's a pretty unexciting round until, all over until you get down to. Sunny Jeju, and it was, I think we said this was going to be nil-nil, or it was going to be tight or something yeah. last week. Jeju 4, Songnam 3. It, it was tight, to be honest. <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah because, because this game was still going on after the, the sole game had ended, yeah. so me and Mark were outside having a beer, and he goes, Fucking A, Songnam have equalised. And I go into my app and check, it's like, well, no, actually, they're losing 4-3. He's like, yeah. <laughs> it, was a pretty, it was a pretty amazing uh, game. <coughs> Jeju took the lead uh, on the half hour mark and within a minute um, actually straight from kickoff, almost uh, song them equalised actually it was a really weird own goal uh, I think it was Fang Yee headed it off the post and the ball bounced back and as a Jeju player turned round to have a look to see what was happening it hit his leg and went by the goalkeeper uh, and that was, that was uh, the equaliser then Jeju took the lead just before half time 
and then Yun uh, Garam gave them, as Tom would say, gave them a 3-1 lead. And, but even then, like, Sonam have been coming back from goals down and from two goals down and stuff like that recently against Seoul, Pohang, until Sunday, uh, John Book. So I was still pretty confident that, that 3-1 it wasn't over. Um, with about just, just over 10 minutes left, uh, Wang Yi Joe pulled it back to 3-2. Then with what everyone thought was the last kick of the ball, uh, the defender, um, Yoon, Yoon Young Sun, uh, scored a pretty sweet goal actually to make it uh, three each. At which point I was dancing outside the GS25, uh, cheering about how we'd, we'd done it again. What a team. The team doesn't know how to give up. This team is amazing. This team is fantastic. Unbeatable. Oh, get to... Oh, really, Paul? Uh, and that's really how the conversation went. Is, uh, yeah, Jedi that's, equalized. that's how uh, a lot of your conversations with Paul go, to be honest. Well, generally, yeah. Uh, <laughs> really, Paul? Um, or the girls, really, Paul? Um, <laughs> Intonation is important. Uh, but yeah, and then Jeju scored with the actual last kick of the ball um, to make it uh, 4-3. Uh, it should be said that um, Songnam have been having real problems with goalkeepers this season. Like, uh, Park Chun Hyuk, who started the season as their first choice, uh, was pretty dire against Seoul and the goal that he lost, terrible against Pohang and one of the goals he lost. Um, so then they brought back in the old faithful, uh, John, John Sang-Wook, uh, who has now shipped um, the six goals, I think it is, no, uh, five goals in two games. Including uh, four in one game. Including four in one game, yeah. So, but old faithful has just become old. Old, <laughs> but amazingly, they brought Park back for Sunday's match against Pohang, and he shipped two goals uh, against Pohang. Uh, although they weren't really his fault. So right here and right now, you're starting the Jung for Songnam campaign. Jung for Songnam, yeah. Oh, I, I, actually, Kim Young Jin from Cereza. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Jung for Songnam will do me. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I play myself in goals before any of those two idiots. The this. Might be a, mar- a marker's keeper might be available. <laughs> Maybe well, he's only, he only lost two goals at the weekend, I believe. Yeah, six. six. Oh, so it was two and a half time. Yeah, half time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Songnam, if they had had a good goalkeeper, he's probably a defender, right? <laughs> yeah, for <based> some <laughs> reason, <laughs> probably an outfield player. Yes, I think if Songnam had had a decent keeper this season, they would be sitting probably a little bit higher up the table. He'd be up there, right there next to Seoul. Yeah, God, don't that pains me. Um, but yeah. Uh, a fantastic game, seven goal thriller, as they say. Uh, Songnam, unlucky, spirited uh, performance. Okay, and this, I mean at the same time, Wednesday night there was uh, all sorts of really important games going on. None of this K League Classic stuff. The challenge of a full round of fixtures as well. Um, we'll get the the dross out of the way. Newland, um, Kangwon lost. Uh, Kangwon beat Ansan two 0 to start Ansan's slide down the table. Um, Goyang actually beat Daegu 2-1 which was a, I guess a bit of a surprise yeah I saw that um, another big surprise Suwon at home lost 3-2 to Chungju which I guess nobody predicted <sighs> even the Chungju players other news uh, well Sangju absolutely pumped Kyungnam it looks like 4-2 Lee Jong-hyup put a hat-trick in just to just to remind us why he was in Uli Stilika's squad in the first place. In the first place, which is because Uli Stilika apparently doesn't watch Seoul Elan games. That's the only reason. He needs, so to be, he needs to be tied with Martin Rooney, like us, yeah. 
Exactly, exactly. Um, and then the big game of the night was uh, Buchon nil, Seoul Elan three. Absolutely fantastic game, scored, fantastic result. Goals. It was the Jumez Jumez hat trick. Anything that Lee can do, he can do better. It was actually a pretty pretty tight. I mean, first half wasn't wasn't fun from what I could see. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you go down to Buchon in the away end, if you go down the front, it's what about forty yards to the to the to the nearest nearest goal line, let yeah. alone the one that's furthest away from you. So first half we basically couldn't see anything that was going on at the far end of the ground. Um, so we we didn't didn't look as if we did very well. I mean it was really tight. It was nil nil at half time. Um, there wasn't a hell of a lot of excitement. I think probably Buchon in terms of possession and things shaded it. Second half, completely different. Um, one thing you've got to say about Martin Rennie is we've done it a few times now. We come out the second half, within two or three minutes, we've scored goals. And we did the same on Wednesday night. came out, Juman Q banged one in. A Bobby cutback. Everyone was there for the Bobby. They got some in the end. Um, Bobby cut back. Juman Q banged it in. 1-0. And then it was just complete domination by Sol Elan. Um, the second one was, uh, again, Jumez just closed down one of their defenders who just played it straight off him, rebounded back behind him, and he just chased it and lobbed the keeper, I think, from about 25 yards. That was another, another classic. And then he, he added his third as well. That was it. Three points wrapped up, taken back up the road to Jamshell. So that was the midweek, and then moving on, there was another round of fixtures at the weekend, apparently. I don't think there was any football on at the weekend. <laughs> Elan weren't playing. Doesn't count. So why did you make arrangements to go with me to watch FC Seoul? I, I deny it. <laughs> There's no <laughs> photographic evidence, so, so I deny it. So just the exact same as like, Paul wasn't at Goyang watching no, the No, I games. genuinely wasn't at John <laughs> I, I can put proof up that you, want, that you were planning to go. Indeed. I, no, I, had, I had planned to go and I didn't go in the end. You did actually miss a really good game, to be honest, because I went there with not, not much in the way of hope because Seoul had been pretty poor recently and... Despite being the form team in the league, Seoul have been pretty poor recently, which tells you a lot about the league, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, they've been getting the results, but the play's been dire, as we just discussed about the Incheon game midweek. So, mm. um, so I went without much expectation, but for the first 60 or 70 minutes, they were absolutely bloody brilliant. Uh, and it just shows the kind of play they can, they can put together when they... I actually saw Chase Milan at the game. That was because of... Park because deflected Park, goal yeah. because Park had scored. Is that the only time he smiles when he's when because he's Park took a shot and it just deflected wildly off off a, a Chun Book defender and sort of span into the net while completely wrong footing the goalie. So yeah, it was a pretty ridiculous goal to be honest. But as as I said, uh, Seoul were brilliant for the first sort of sixty seventy minutes. They got the goal from Park just before half time. They'd already missed three or four. Pretty decent chances before that that a decent top quality striker would have scored. They came out all guns blazing after half time, hit the post, got a second goal from Kim Chi had a goal disallowed from Pak Jiung for a, a dubious offside. So, uh, on the other hand, Chumbuk's passing was terrible. They kept kicking it straight out for throw ins, the sort of, sort of plays we've seen Seoul doing recently. So, I was actually talking with a good friend of the, the podcast, Gary on Kakao Talk and he said do you think it was because of Chumbuk's dodgy camouflage kit which meant they couldn't see each other sort of disguised <laughs> within the grass and the, 
one of those Alex Ferguson Man United grey strip moments well, well they did have this special commemorative kit for yeah for Soldier Day yeah and it was this kind of green camouflage it was bloody awful to be honest it looked terrible um, but did they rest some of their players though I thought I saw online somewhere they said they'd left a few of their kind of first choice players out for the Soul game well I, I assume Hangio one suspended for punching mm. whoever it was the other week Yidongo came on in the second half. I think Aninho came on at half-time, was it? Uh, Edu was on the f- on playing from the be- beginning, but he was just diving about like a, a Spaniard in the EPL. Like a flailing chicken. Yeah. Um, number tw- they, had, they played number 22, who, who was that? Yi sang He looked like he was carrying a few kilos. So all, all these Chonbuk guys that have just got called up to the international squad, not not probably the right time to be calling them up when they've lost, well they haven't won for, is it three well, they haven't won What for I can them? remember. And you know they didn't come on apparently. Yeah. Uh, is it Leonardo? Yeah, Number three, Kim, wow. Kim Hyung-il, he was terrible. Number 16, Cho Song-hwan, he was terrible. That was the keeper. Uh, there was not much you could have done about either of the yeah, goals to be honest well yeah the defence was pretty poor wasn't it yeah um, but like Rogerson it didn't start either yeah I don't think he started for a, a few weeks has a few weeks nice mm. isn't it so basically they started with the only foreigner that was playing was uh, Edu yeah and he was taking oh he was he played the whole game yeah on the other hand Seoul changed their formation a little bit they had a, they actually had Pak Jung and Chung Jung starting up front as a two top so in recent weeks he's done the, the five at the back and then a four-man midfield and one guy up front. And this week it was basically five at the back, uh, three in midfield and two up top. And he dropped Chowdhury, gave him a bit of a rest and that made a huge difference, I think. Because the uh, number, who was it, 27, Ko Gwangmin, who was playing right back, he didn't leave the gaps that Chowdhury tends to leave. So I think there was the defence was a lot more solid. And he was quite good coming forward. Uh, Osmar had a brilliant game as captain, so he started off sort of playing in his usual role. Just good in front of the podcast, Osmar. Good yeah. friend of the podcast, Osmar. We just added you tonight <laughs> on Twitter. Follow back. He started off playing in front of the back three as a in his typical defensive mid- <laughs> midfield role, and then sometime during the second half, he actually switched into the back three with number thirty-four Pat Youngu, who who had been playing the back three, moving into the midfield role. Is, is that like a DM or like a sweeper role he plays? DM, basically. DM His job is to cut the ball out before it gets to the defence. Okay. Um, most of the time he does that, sometimes he doesn't. But Probably a good idea with a sole defence. <laughs> cut yeah. the ball out I mean, before it gets to the defence. He's no Addy, but he's, I think he's definitely like one of the best foreigners in the K-League. Uh, not just because we just followed you on Twitter tonight, but <laughs> actually I do think he is one of the best foreigners in the K-League. He has a brain... He does. He, he does seem to think before he puts his foot through the ball, and I think yeah, I think he is definitely. I mean, one of the comments we've had about Sol in recent weeks is that they're they're second to all the 50-50 tackles, they're second to all the 60-40 tackles in their favour. Mm. But for this game, they were charging in, they're putting their body, throwing their bodies in front of the ball to block everything. Yeah. I mean, they were. So what you're basically saying is that is that they played they played like Songnam did last Sunday, yeah. Yeah. So, so, exactly how so the theory is with Chonbuk, if you get in about them, they'll, 
crumple. They'll potentially crumble. Well, that's the same thing you, you, we've always said about soul. If if you pressure them, yeah. don't give them the time to play the pass they want to pass, then they they crumble. You could probably say the same thing about anybody, like, any Korean side, yeah, well, except uh, Eland. They're okay. Well, even Eland at the back. Sometimes, if you actually get up and, and press them, they don't look all that clever defensively, but they just outscore I mean, the opposition. I mean, John Book were terrible uh, against Songnam last week, last Sunday. Drew nothing each against Pohang midweek. <coughs> Lost uh, 2-1 to Seoul. They were so far off the week. pace, it was yeah. ridiculous. I mean, like, that's how they played against Songnam. They had one header on goal that the keeper spilled and the guy like, bundled in. And that was the only foray forward that they actually yeah. had. I mean, I guess the thing with John Book, though, is that they're having these stumbles, but other people are not catching them. Well, I mean, do you think it's because maybe it's complacency because they're so far ahead? It's like, yeah, we, we can afford to actually not keep an eye on I the mean, ball every game. It may just be that you know, they're starting to chop and change the team a bit. They've got the ACL to think about. They've got the yeah. FA Cup to think about. So maybe he's just thinking, well, we can actually afford to rotate the squad a bit. If we drop a few points here and there, it's not that important. We've had a hard time of it, a few hard games. Um, you still, you still, you can't see anyone catching them. I mean, when you look at the no. other results, that was the chance for Suwon to, uh, to to do something. I mean, Suwon could have, I think they had two games in hand, and they, they could have got within five points or three points, even maybe of them, and they lost to Kwangju. And again, Jung Jung them two points. Two points was it? Two points. It could have been within if they'd won their two two games in hand. Yeah, and again. They lose to Kwangju, Jung Jung them yet again. That's the the man, the man that Mark wants, yeah. custodian of the onion bag for Songnam. <laughs> and the thing is, like, it's, I mean, obviously we'll talk about it, and then we're going to do the previews in a minute, or the preview, sorry. Uh, obviously, Suwon hosts Songnam like at the weekend. Um, if, if Songnam win that game, and they actually haven't. Uh, lost at Suwon in something like three years, four years. So I can't see Suwon actually beating Songnam, to be honest. Um, to, to be fair, you did say that. You did say the same thing earlier in the season when six weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you yeah said, and we uh, haven't lost to we haven't lost to Suwon for here. But in fairness, in that game as well, at two one, Songnam should have put it back to two each and just kind of let it, it never took their chances. But anyway, um, I do think that if if Songnam can get a draw. And so on. Uh, just, just make sure you stay to the end this time, because yeah. you, you never know when Jong's going to jong it and give yeah. you hand you an equaliser that you'll have missed yeah, because absolutely. he blew. Even if, if you're so, 3-0 down, you might jong it three times. Yes. <laughs> if so, beat. I mean, technically, if so, beat Dejon midweek as we predicted that they will do, and if Songnam get a draw or better at the Big Bird, it makes that super match game at the end of the month huge. I mean, effectively, Seoul could end up being the team in second. That's how ridiculous it's become in the league. Yeah. Now. The team who lost the first three games yeah, of the season yeah. is now within striking distance of being I mean, in second. I mean, the, the, thing in the, the thing in the classic is every time you think, oh, a team's putting in a challenge, it drops off. Mm. And then somebody else looks like they're putting in a challenge, they drop off, and then the original team get a few wins. But there's nobody who's actually putting together a run of I form mean, that makes you think they're actually going to catch John. Because, look, I mean, Ulsan, we said at the start of the season, they look like they might be a, a competitor. And they completely dropped off. But then Jeju were sitting in third and they lose 2-0 to Ulsan at, at the weekend. So I, th- I think there's, there's too many teams in the middle are going to drop points to yeah. each other. That's, uh, that's maybe, the problem. Maybe, just maybe, Paul's prediction that at the beginning of the season was actually right. 
because uh, I mean looking at it if so do put a run together I mean I can't really see it but if they did put a run together um, they would be the team that might actually end up pushing John together a bit more well I mean which you would never have said three weeks ago three games ago sorry yeah. not three weeks ago I think Seoul were unbeaten in nine games now not been p- playing particularly well and you guys know I've been a very vociferous opponent of Che and yes. I've been calling for his head every week so after Seoul played really well and defeated Chumbuk people come out and saying, well do you still want Che out or, or are you happy with him and I think personally this kind of result just proves how much they need to get rid of him because it is clear to me that the players can play well they can get a result like this and this is not a fluke result they really hammered Chumbuk yeah. but the thing is you assume that go back to Tejon on Wednesday, they'll be back to the usual crap. The Incheon game we already commented was complete rubbish, awful, right? Awful so if he can't get this kind of performance regularly, then he doesn't deserve to be manager of Seoul. And they should bring in someone that can get this kind of performance regularly. So maybe the players played for themselves and not for Che on, on uh, Saturday. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what, what the catalyst for this change was, but the fact is, I don't see this kind of performance regularly, therefore Che needs to go. I guess the only thing is, if, if Seoul did, by some freak of nature, manage to win the league this season, Che would be getting another five-year deal, yeah. and the K-League Classic would be getting shut down, surely. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, I don't want to see John Book run away with it, because I, I don't want it to be like a one-horse well, race. Well, apparently neither did John Book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody a wee bit of a chance. And, I mean, I do want to see uh, teams push them, and I want to see, because I, I think they are vulnerable, and I, think, I don't think they're... Anywhere near as good as, as they think that, that they are too. But ultimately, at the end of the day, um, I hate Sue one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is but not relevant to the other part of that conversation. But there, the but other team that are <laughs> potentially in the mix as challengers are Pohang, and they beat Songnam 2 0 at the weekend, Mark. You saw some of it. You were there. You were there. You saw some of it. <laughs> apparently, uh, I was there. apparently, Songnam gave up the ghost took off a pair of white trousers and ran it up as a white flag to surrender, yeah? Um, it was probably... That's the gist of your messages over Facebook. Yeah, I actually texted a uh, non, non-friend of the podcast, King Kenny, uh, after the Jeju game, no, sorry, after the John Boot game last Sunday, and said, this is the best song on team I've ever seen like, uh, since I started following, or since I started following song on regularly. Uh, they, on Sunday, I texted... Uh, Kunsok, the guy I was with in Osaka to be like, uh, that was just one of the worst performances I've ever seen uh, it was literally like, seven days b- b- between a game was like the equivalent of like ten years watching it, it was Songnam were devoid of ideas, they were just atrocious uh, they gave nothing at all the whole game um, I don't know what happened I, like, uh, Kim Hak-Bum I don't know if he got his tactics wrong, I don't know if he believed because they came back from 2-0 down against Pohang last time that they had the upper hand in this game. Um, in the first half, Jorginho probably should have scored, but second half, even after Pohang took the lead, Sonam did nothing. They were, they, they, they were just terrible. It was like watching Sonam of last year. But they did have beer girls at the game. So that they, had girls, they had girls in denim shorts, handing out cold beers, and that's all I remember about it. say handing out, you did have to pay for them. The girls or the beers? Both, I would imagine. Yeah, but one was 3,001 and the other one wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) The beers were 500. (laughs) Yeah, but but no, I mean, it was uh, terrible. There really is nothing to talk about in that game other than 
well done Pohang well done Kumu Yol and yeah Pohang that's not what you said earlier you said you hated him (laughs) I think I said a few other words actually but yeah I mean Pohang look maybe as if they're beginning to put a bit of a maybe they will put a challenge in they obviously I mean they're not convincing they still they're going to drop points um, yeah, tight games when they shouldn't, and you can probably say that about all of the teams. They're all going to drop points in games when they when they shouldn't. But they are at least not losing anymore, and I think yeah. that's the big thing. And maybe if they can, maybe if they can keep keep a run of victories going, maybe they can start putting some pressure on John Book. But I, I doubt it. And then talking about terrible games with nothing to talk about, I guess the bottom of the table clash, Dijon Busan, unsurprisingly ended nil nil. That's a six-pointer that ended up with one point to each team. And that's about all we can say about it, yeah? Indeed. Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark's got his calculator out. He'll get back to you in a second. Yeah, I'm just trying to work out. Yeah. They usually they pull out of a translator out, but this time I have a calculator out. Yeah. I mean, will, uh, if Tejan had won that, I think we talked last week, if Tejan had won that, they could have sort of started to claw back the deficit. Yeah, but yeah. they're still well-stranded at the bottom. It's got the point now where actually when I do my previews on my blog, I can't write anything about them because they're just, what can you say apart from they shouldn't even be in the league anymore? Like, they shouldn't be there. They're just so poor compared to everyone else. It's just time to just relegate them now, bring up, I don't know, Eland or something. Sangju, who were also <laughs> similarly stranded last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sangju, at least last year, Sangju. They gave a bit of a challenge until the end. I mean, Desmond have given up the ghost already. I guess the one thing with all these teams at the bottom is with the with the transfer window coming up in July, it'd be interesting to see if they can do anything, if they can make any changes. You, you've got to imagine that if if a team has a spare foreigner slot, um, it's more likely that Adriano will leave than Adriano bring someone leave. in, isn't it? Yeah. I, don't, I don't think Adriano will go to our Korean team. To be honest, I think he's shown in the classic this so far. He's he's not the player he was, or he's not as prolific. As he was last year, obviously. Yeah, I think Adriano might go to maybe like Japan or China or the Middle East or something. Um, but I think I just don't. See, I mean, I just don't see like how Dejon Pusan can, can 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 turn this round. I mean, I mean, Guangzhou. I mean, Pusan now are not that not that far off. So they, at least Pusan are kind of in the pack there. You could see them. If they did something in the July window, they got a striker who could score some goals, they're right back in. Dejon are now, what, nine points behind even Busan. They're really struggling. 14, 14 games and six points yeah. is uh, not a good record. They're really struggling. Minus 17 goal difference as well. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, it's possible that Dejon, I did hear rumours that they were going to try and sign a lot of players in the, in the transfer window. But you have to wonder who they can get in the middle of the season. A couple of young guys, maybe? I have, I have no John. idea. I mean, they're they're not only nine points; they're eleven goals behind. Yeah, that's effectively ten points. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's like there's just no way of them catching Poussin. Um Not enough to put. I don't think. I don't think they, they can do enough to put pressure on Poussin to kind of like. Um, no, you crumble. You, you have would, to imagine. You them, but there's, there's still a hell of a lot of games to play, so you have there to is, wait and see see what happens. Well, I, I think the last time Dijon were looking like they got relegated. They went on a, a magic run at the right at the end. Where they, I think they won six games mm. out of ten. Yeah, or they something. changed their manager though to, yeah. to affect that. So, so they've changed their manager this season, and it's not not quite had the same bounce for them. But maybe, maybe they'll change him again in fifteen games. <laughs> Do a song now, bring in three managers in one season. So then the other game then uh, in that round was uh, Incheon one, 
Chinam Dragons 2. I guess the story there was Bjornji. Yeah, Bjornji outfoxing a whole team. Uh, pretty amazing. I mean, not only did he outfox like a striker or something, but it was actually like the whole team. He like jumped around and like a deranged lunatic on mares. Um, like in the like, at the indirect free kick, then saved an overhead kick, then jumped up, booted the ball up the pitch, uh, which like released an attack. Guy crossed it into the into the middle and bang, it was two one. Yeah, um, it was it was it was literally thirty seconds <laughs> between. Yeah. You know, a, a, a free right. kick eight yards from goal, you a pass back to concede yeah. the goal at the, the other end. The free kick was actually on the six yard line, right, from a, a dubious back pass. Yeah, it was definitely dubious. It was totally crazy back pass. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Was it? I don't know. It was a deliberate back pass. It, it, wasn't, it didn't look deliberate yeah. at all. But I think the ball bounced off his foot. You can see why the ref might have given it. Yeah, but I mean, to be honest, when you get those kind of free kicks like six yards out, it's pretty difficult. I've never seen anybody do no, anything with them. Chonnam had all 11 players stretched across the goal line. Uh, Inchon had the free kick on the six-yard box. But did you not think that Byungji encroached before the, the ball was kicked? He was no, basically... No, because what, they, what, they, what the guy did was they did, they, they did the stupid thing they always do, which was he just tapped the ball mm. to roll it to his mate. Yeah. And, and, and then his mate tried to take it, and Byungji just... Close the ball down in the three seconds that it takes him to run and kick the ball. The keeper's already on top of it. I don't understand like, why. What I found amazing as well was Bjongji like, did everything he could to, to put, put the guy off. He, he his hand like in between the Enchon players' legs, like round about his side. I mean, he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. They'd be yeah. better off passing it back to sort of ten yards out and having a shot. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, surely with those ones, either you just hit it as hard as you can towards the goal, hope it takes a deflection. Or yeah. yeah, you have to pass. Well, it, you have to pass it away from the. Yeah, but if it's indirect, it hits off someone. Surely that's fine. No, that's still that. That's direct, no. They're not have to hit a. a ch- Wait, it has to be played. I know it's indirect, but surely if you just to an inch on player, just okay. hit it towards an inch on player and hope it hits off. Yeah, there, there was a couple of inch on players standing on the line as well, right? Yeah. So, because I mean, basically what you get in those situations, you get eleven defenders in the line, and then you get three or four attackers standing in front of them trying to put them off yeah. and then all, the only thing I've ever seen happen in that situation is the guy, the guy taps it to the side the keeper is already on top of him by the time the guy who actually hits so it basically when it comes it. you need to just lob so, it straight up and over so you either need to kind of hit it in and hope that something comes out of it or as you say play it back so that the keeper can't get anywhere near it surely you should have one guy just because like, the keeper's going to you know the keeper's going to charge out so if you play it back five or six yards, the keeper's going to be chasing it. Yeah. And then you, at that point, surely, you try. And surely you should have one guy standing over the ball with his sort of foot up in the air, and the other guy runs in. I don't know why we are not in charge of K- Kelly clubs. And you just you just tap tap your foot Probably down onto. Beer. As as the guy gets one stride away, you tap your foot down onto the ball so he's touched it and then blast it in. That that would be the way to do it, surely. Yeah. Am I, am I wrong? Or else, if you happen to Brazilian, you just run up and fall down when somebody gets near you. Almir. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean... Hope for a penalty. That Chonnam successfully defended... It. The ball was bouncing around the box for 20 seconds, as you said. Yeah. But then, Gungji got, got it and he cleared up front. And, and then, uh, yeah, straight away... Inchon didn't get back, so they were basically charged down the right, cross it in, bang, yeah. in the goal. 1-0 one, one up. Okay. Right, so just to round up, I know because Mark doesn't want us to do the Kaylee challenge, so we'll just round up the results. Uh, Sangju beat Buchon 1-0, which kept them top quite the clear, top of the table. Woo-hoo. Kyungnam surprisingly got a draw with Anyang. 
Anyang have now got 20, 27 draws out of 13 games. Uh, Kangwon lost to Daegu. I think I saw that, actually. I think it was a bit of a dodgy penalty. I think Jonathan was at the dive in there and got them the, the penalty that, that won that for them. Um, Goyang lost in the end to Suwon. They were 2-0 up. And, and they our, our good, good friend of the podcast, Frank Zappa, lost 3-2. Lost it up 2-0. <laughs> and they lost. I did notice that uh, Frank Zappa got a, a penalty again. It's his, I think it's his fourth penalty this season. And he got a goal from open play as well, right? He did. He got he two, goes, two, yeah, goals. two goals. Yeah. And then the last one was, again, surprisingly, Chungju got another win. 3-2 against Ansan. So that's... I don't think anybody would have said that, but that's Ansan, I think, have lost two in the trot, and Chungju have won two in the trot. Interestingly, Chungju is the third top, hi- third top highest goal scorer. Cho Suk Jae. Brilliant. Well, if Cho Suk Jae... I expect he'll be on the move in the, the summer transfer window. Probably to SEO. <laughs> just remind us who's the top goal scorer in the league again. And in uh, Korea, Jewish. Who's probably who's probably heading to uh, Songnam or uh, Jumblinka. I, I heard he's I heard he's heading to Bayern. You got a source for that? Huh? Me. <laughs> Might be as soon heading. as Uli Stilica picks him in yeah. the Korean squad, he'll be snapped up. Steelica's definitely sending him to Germany. If he, if he moved to Europe, you think he'd be a Hitler or miss? <laughs> no comment. Right, guys, I guess other than that, there's not been a hell of a lot happened this week. Uh, there's not too many news stories to discuss. I think we knocked out a lot of the, the things that are happening this week in the red button. So, um, luckily, for times just like this, we've built up a, a catalogue of top quality material that we can we can roll out when needed. Um, some of you guys that listen to the podcast might remember um, a couple of weeks back we had a live studio audience and what we did at that point was we actually had a little bit of an interview with uh, Gary, who you may remember or you may not remember depending on if you listen, listen or not. Um, and he's got some, uh, I guess, some quite interesting stuff to tell us about the differences between Korean football and Japanese football and uh, his take on the, the K-League in general. So we're going to throw this in for you. And you can tell us what you think about it. Paul, so before we move on to the next section, um, we've got some audience members tonight. You've invited someone along to talk to us. Why don't you introduce them and maybe see what his views are on everything that we've been talking about. So, across from me, I've got Gary, who I ran into in the British Embassy a few months ago. I knew he was on a short-term posting here from the UK. Uh, Given that we have a, a similar background, uh, we're from the same. We've region. suffered watching Sheffield Wednesday yeah. play for many years. Yeah, yeah. We, we've watched Wednesday together for many years, together but separately. Went to the same university in the UK, so I dragged him along to a couple of FC Seoul games, and uh, he's sort of fallen into it. Been to a couple of away games, a couple of home games. So I think it'd be good to ask him a couple of questions about uh, having grown up supporting the, the greatest team in the world how it is to sub- to come and support the second greatest team in the world. Um, so, Gary, having been a Barcelona fan all your life, how <laughs> has it been to suddenly become an Elan fan? Well, no. <laughs> you what? <laughs> Let me translate that from, will, uh, from Gaelic into English for you. Yeah. Having been a Wednesday fan all your life, what's it like to support FC Seoul? It, it's kind of like being a complete reverse, because Wednesday you always feel like a bit of a underdog who's sort of struggling along and 
how does that translate well, into the greatest team in the world? Well, it's, but but, uh, but, talk. but then when when you see Wednesday, we've been like bankrupt for the last fifteen twenty years. We've had a massive handicap against us. We've been struggling along and keeping our heads above water. Yeah. FC Seoul have a financial advantage. They're in the capital. They're the glamorous club, but they're equally as inept as Wednesday. It seems. So I know they've done, they've had more success, I guess, in the in the past, but they. They're the kind of the glory boys. They really haven't. So <laughs> they really haven't. So off the field, Sheffield Wednesday had a big handicap. Well, and in FC Seoul, the handicaps are all on the field. <laughs> FC Seoul's handicap is you, basically. <laughs> you. I think the way that Seoul can get their marquee signings, the F, the kind of 2002 players, or they can get their internationals in there. I mean. But from a personal point of view, I've, I've been supporting Seoul for seven or eight years now. This yeah. wasn't Gary's question. This was Paul's question. <laughs> I just want to say that every I year... Mean, he's, got, he's got a fair point. It's kind of like Chad Uri signing for FC Seoul is kind of like Des Walker signing for Sheffield Wednesday, isn't it? <laughs> you'll, never, you'll never beat Des Walker. Um, <laughs> it's more like Chad Uri signing for Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> Chad Uri signing for Celtic. All, all I want to say is that I've been supporting Wednesday. F- I've been supporting Wednesday for thirty years. I've been supporting Seoul for eight years. But every year, I'm sort of comparing: is Seoul the better team? Is Wednesday the better team? If they played each other, who would win? And most of the time, I think Wednesday would win. But once or twice, I thought Seoul Seoul would probably win. This year is not that year. This year, Wednesday would beat Seoul. I think so, really? Yes. I Even think- with Stevie May up front. Especially with Stevie May. Stevie May is a good player, I think. Um, he's he's not quite had his impact, but no, I think um, I, I think Seoul are flattered to deceive from what I've seen from them so far. Um, I think um, they the the Choi doesn't seem to know what he wants from the team. His tactics are inconsistent. He's not got a plan. They they need a new coach. But I mean, you you've seen. You told me in conversation that you've seen league games all over Guatemala, Japan, Spain, England, etc., etc. How would you place the K League within that? Um, I think the K League's a lot of fun. It's very um, kind of family oriented. Maybe a lot younger. I'd say the the K League's probably the youngest, the average age of the fan. There's there's a lot more children and kind of teenagers at a K League game than I've seen anywhere else. Um, that might that might be just be sold though because they've only been in existence for ten years. So. Well, I don't know well, when we went to, board. when we went to us, when yeah, we went I think to the average age of a of a K League fan is probably university student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess the other thing to notice is that there's a there's a a more typical ratio of men to women compared to what we used to in the UK. But for yeah, sure. no, I definitely like I'd say you say that's just sold, but we went to Ulsan and there were still like the. the you were, we were travelling back on the bus and the kind of 14-year-old girls that wanted to have a photo taken with you because you were wearing a soul shirt. So it's um, it, it's not... And, and that's refreshing in a way because it's not 80-90% male because yeah. it's not... They, you can go, you can stand, you can have a beer in the stand, you can have fun, but it's not that got that kind of testosterone where you feel like it's about to kick off to a fight any mm. second. Like I yeah. went to Inchon, they ran out of beer in the away end. They just said, take your shirt off, go in the home end, buy a, buy a six pack of beers and you can go back into the away end. In the UK, you've got 20, 50, 100 policemen in between you and a big mm. cage yeah. stopping you going through. And that's, that's fun. They shouldn't lose that fun, that 
that kind of and I think perhaps football's on the up in career because you've got that many young fans as long as they don't get disillusioned and you don't lose them they keep going to the games the, the team's doing the teams are doing well in the, the Champions League it's it's promising it's um, no it's, it's it's been a really good experience seeing uh, seeing the games but I just wish Seoul played a bit better football um, I have a quick question Gareth <clears throat> obviously um that you talked to about going to a few like Seoul games. Like, I know you've been to like Busan. Uh, you said that Ulsan as well. So you've seen that like, K League fans home and away. Uh, I know you went to Uraba versus Tokyo. Yeah. Like last last weekend. Yeah. How would you compare? Because we've discussed this a lot on the on the podcast. Um, the difference between the Japanese fans that we've seen in Korea and the Japanese fans that me and Paul saw in Japan as well. Yeah. Having been to an all Japan game where there was no like uh, national, national rivalry, yeah. yeah. How would you how would you view the Japanese fans compared to the Korean fans? Well, I must say the the Urawa game blew me away a bit. I didn't realise Japan had such a big kind of interest in football. Having forty three thousand fans in the stadium, um, and the I mean I, I realised it was probably the biggest game of their season. It was the number one team against the other big team in Tokyo, but the the level of the chanting, the level of support was was great, and I, I didn't if, quite. If, if you compare it to the super match which you went yeah. to, right? but, but yeah, I'd even, say even despite the result, which was pretty disappointing, but yeah, the the super match was the closest you could get, but the, the atmosphere was twice as good at Arawa. That 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 one get. I mean, there was forty three thousand fans in the stadium. Even when we went to Suwon, there was half that. Um, but what I would say is, in Japan, it's a slightly strange atmosphere where. Even more than Korea, the, the fact in Korea you have the band, they lead the chants, it's all very orchestrated. In Japan, again, it was very orchestrated, but it almost existed on the pitch. Like, you get the build-up to the game, it's very quiet. There's loads and loads of people piling into the stadium, there's no noise. Suddenly, when the game's about to start, the chants mm. start up, people mm. are very loud. The game stops, there. it all quietens down again. It's all very much in the moment, in the game. It's not the build-up, it's not the aftermath. I'd, I'd say okay. in Korea, I'd, I'd saw more excitement before and after the game. In Japan, it was all about the noise during the game was really loud. But that kind of jars with my experience in Kashima, where the, the fans there were sort of chanting 40 minutes before the game and trying to build it up, and then during the game... They I, well, I'd, say, I'd, I'd say, maybe correct myself, I'd say inside the stadium, though, mm. like that, oh. outside the stadium, it was dead quiet. Mm. And that, I think that's partly like Japanese culture. But so I would agree with the, uh, Gambo Osaka. It yeah. was like pretty much dead. I think you used to talk yeah. about like, Gambo the sort of the party atmosphere outside with the, the yeah. different food stalls etc yeah. etc. But but inside until the game started, that the, then it became bangs by their life. Yeah. Well, I have one other question to ask, and I know that we only said we don't ask you two questions, but I have one more question to ask you. Like, where about you went to Urawa at home, yeah? Yeah. Where did you go in the stadium? The what end did you go in? I was in the. I was. I wasn't in the main Arawa end. The, the, they were only selling tickets for the two side okay. the long, long parts of the stadium. So they, they put it. me right up in the gods at the top. But then the the, the bottom tier. As in, I mean, most of the Korean games I've been to, the top tier has been closed off. So okay. the top tier was sparse. But then I soon realised you could go and sit down. I ended up in one of the journalist seats because they were all. The, the journalist lower tier was full of journalists, but the journalist upper tier was just okay. the kind of right over the halfway line. Was, was that a World Cup stadium? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Did you, they, 
do you think it was possible for you to for you to go in behind the goals? So that the same as you do, like very very freely and very very easily, like uh, in Korean stadiums, you can go behind the goals. That you can go behind the goals at like um, Suwon, you, uh, sorry, the FC Seoul. You can make goals at Suwon. I mean, Stevie's been there. Gareth, Gareth's the hardcore Diablo. He's been a lot behind the goal at every. <laughs> no, I'd say. I mean, Ben. Yes, I mean, home, I home, home fans. I'm not talking about away. Talking about home fans. I know, so, I know, I know. You're asking Mark, and I'd say. Uh, no, it wasn't. I I went to the I went to the the little stand outside the stadium and I said, "Can I still get a ticket?" I didn't know if it'd be sold out or not. They said, "Yes, you can sit here or here." Okay. Being in the two side stands. Can I ask I, what the cost was for your ticket? Um, it was about there, there was a choice between about fifteen pounds or twenty pounds. It was more expensive than Korea, but not not English level. It, I, so I, 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 wow, that's way cheaper than Osaka was. I paid like two thousand six. I paid two thousand six hundred yen for the sauna, man, which is like. Well, that's that's fifteen quid, isn't it? That's about twenty. That's about twenty, quid. I think. That's twenty six thousand one. It's twenty. Oh, I can move the same price, 15, yeah. Fifteen, eighteen quid. So, so I mean, like, I guess the question that I'm trying to ask is, like, do you feel? I mean, there was a big controversy like, like a couple of years ago about the the Yoruba fans saying like no foreigners or the Japanese only. Which that you get? Do you think that's changed now? Is it possible for a foreigner to go in behind the goals and support the team from behind the goals? I wasn't aware. As freely as it is in Korea. I wasn't aware of the thing about being behind the goals, but I did. I mean, there were other foreign fans in the home end. Okay, so that's possible. But I didn't. It it was only it was only the two kind of. It's a bit like at Hillsborough. You've got the cop with all the yeah. kind of the fans who chant, and they they were only selling tickets for the the two long stands okay. in Hillsborough, the north and the south stands. They didn't. When I went to the person, even though there was blatantly the the cop, the 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 area behind the goal was foot was really full, but there was blatantly a few hundred seats at the back if you wanted to go. But they were they only were offering tickets yeah. the two long okay. sides. The, so posh, like the posh seats, basically. You've, so already, you've also stuff. spent some time in China, right? Did you, did you manage to get to a game there? No, I've never been to a game in China. Yeah. But you've been to games in other non-major territories, like um, Guatemala or... Yeah, Ukraine or wherever, yeah. But I I mean, I think Asian football is like a, a different category, different species. from what I can tell. Mm. Um, yeah. I think we should wrap up there and we should just say it was... It was good that at least one of our studio audience made it the whole way through the podcast without <laughs> falling asleep. So thank you for staying awake. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And, and um, thank you for sleeping in the corner. Cut. Cut. <laughs> if we ever get Skype sorted out, we might come back to you for a... We, okay. we probably won't, but we might well, do. I'll, I'm sure I'll be back at some point and uh, pestering you all when... Uh, when I see Sol suddenly make the Champions League final and I'll be I believed in Choi all along. He was the... Uh, right, kick him out, he's got no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, guys. So some interesting input there from Gary. James, we should get him back on the podcast. No. <laughs> Paul? If he's ever back in Korea, why not? So that'll be a no then. Maybe we try and get him on Skype. <laughs> We've been saying that for like months. <laughs> We're going to try and figure out how to do Skype interviews. And yeah, but... So, so we'll get you back, Gary, when you fig- we figure out how to do Skype interviews, so don't hold your breath. To be honest, there's a big queue of guests that we've got queued up. There is. There's so many top-quality guests. Ryan, Martin, Austin, Tom. 
this one American guy in Brian Martin <laughs> Austin Tong. It's a Canadian that, that Mark hasn't insulted yet. <laughs> he was in Dawson's Creek back in the day. Actually, I believe he, I, I actually believe he, he, he was in Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, <laughs> 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 Brian Brian Austin Green. You're showing your age, man. Showing my mob as well. 90210, what's that? I don't, I'm not familiar with that program. <laughs> right, let's move on. God's sake, let's move on, please. Um, so we should talk about the weekend before we go. I guess we have to cover what's coming up. Um, your favourite team are taking on your second favourite team, Mark. Suwon versus Songnam. Yep. <laughs> any any idea why they're playing that this weekend when presumably there's at least two or three of the Suwon team are away in, in the international squad? I, I guess they probably thought that early, that when the game was arranged, I guess they probably thought that early we'd pick most of the European based players, like as, I, I, as he has been doing. I bet. I, they, guess. I bet they thought he'd pick Jung, but not but not Yum. So they, so they, they thought well, yeah. Jung's away, we'll get Jung's three away. points yeah. in the bag. I mean, probably they, they probably thought to themselves, well, there's not really that big a problem with Jung. I think they just thought Song Nam are easy. We'll beat them. I don't think they thought we'll that. We we'll beat them if we put a reserve um, team. Out. I, I think, think that's they, what they, they thought. probably thought that they, they didn't realise it's a mark that's easy. Ah, I'm pretty easy actually. Uh, I think they thought probably yeah. only Jung would get picked and. No, as a as a capable and able replacement, um, but obviously Yum Ki Young would be a big loss for Suwon. They, uh, they might only win four now. Uh, un- unfortunately, the North Korean manager is no longer picking Chung Tae Se, who is for me player of the season so far. Um, that really pains me to say that, uh, but he really is. You what? He's played player of the season by far. Over Yum over Yum Ki Hun. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Over Jumez? Never. That's a bit of classic. Um, Next week we should get someone in that knows about football as opposed to this twat here who knows, clearly knows nothing. Uh, Chung, they, well, maybe Yum, after next Yumki, week Billy Steelick will be looking for a job we could get him in a monthly podcast. I mean, Yumki Young might be scoring sure the goals, is, but, <laughs> but I mean, Chung is the one who's like, who's like creating everything. I mean, he's the one who's driving the team forward. I think if if if, if Chong Tse was missing, I would feel way more confident about getting a victory. You said earlier that Song Nam haven't lost at Suwon for ages, so you're you very confident anyway. So I'm confident of getting a draw. A draw. Ah, sorry. Oh, but yeah, if Chong Tse wasn't playing, I'd be confident of getting he's, a victory. He's predicting a draw, but he's uh, <laughs> no, forecast, no. forecasting. <laughs> I think we'll draw, and there'll be a scoring draw, maybe one each or two each. We usually always score down there, apart from making nothing each. So how, when was the last time you lost at Suwon? I've never seen as lows. Uh, I think maybe three, four years ago. So I think next week we'll be saying it was last week. Uh, I, honestly, I think Suwon are good. I mean, Suwon have got if they've got any, any, sure anything about them at all, and they want to challenge sure, the title. Sure they're not going to lose two at home. They've got to beat Sogdam at home. I do not believe that they'll lose. I believe that they'll draw. I believe that we'll get a draw. I believe Sogdam will go there and get a draw. I really don't think. Uh, that will go there and lose it, um, and um, yeah, Suwon have actually lost more games um, so the, away the, than they have at home. Uh, the last nine. the last three games at the Battery Farm have been draws. So yeah, that's what. Yeah, so we're two two one all two two. Yeah. So I, I think if if I was a betting man and I'm not. <laughs> But if I was, I would put this one down as a definite um, 
draw. And a, and, and a score draw. Score draw. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a good prediction, but I just think, I think Suwon need to get their challenge back on track, so that might just give them the edge, but, and the fact that Jung's not playing makes me think they're not going to concede stupid goals. Yeah, they're not going to give you a last minute equaliser like they did last year. Yeah, but that was the defence's fault as much as anything else, I guess, but uh, when Jeprov ran clean through and I was already being escorted off the premises. Um, There's a lot of games that finish with that which, line for you, which is, Mark. Which is, probably, which, which is probably what the outro music's about tonight as well, yeah. Um, but, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but yeah, I, I cannot see us losing. Uh, so you score draw. Score draw. Score draw. Um, much as it pains me to say it, I think Suwon won't lose two in a row at home, so I think they'll snatch a win somehow. I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming down that way myself. I think, I think they're, I think they've got to win it if they've got any, anything about them at all. So we'll see. If not, it'll be the end of Suwon's title challenge if they don't beat Songnam at the weekend. What is interesting is that we actually go back there again on, on a league duty in two months. So we're actually playing them twice in two months. June and August. <laughs> That's the same for I thought you were going to say two weeks there yeah. or something. Two months. Like, you no, listen to what I said before you start that sarcastic sniggering. We're going back there. Not that they're coming to Tanchon, which is what you'd expect, because Tanchon... Suwon, Tanchon, Suwon but no, no, we're going down to Suwon again which means that if Songnam end up in the bottom six and Suwon end up in the top then or the other way around or the other way around then Songnam will have played Suwon twice away from home I don't really see where the logic in that is when you consider the fact that when the split or when the league was decided that at the beginning you would not have placed Suwon and Songnam in the same group anyway at the end, you would, you would, you would well, have somebody imagined has, somebody has to be somebody has to play twice. Has to play twice but I, I, isn't that, I always believed that the team that you thought we were going to finish in the bottom half of the ones who played the, the more home games. No, I thought I always think it's the team that's sponsored by Samsung gets whatever they want. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so so that, that's why I said that because I think it's quite strange that in two months' time we're actually going back down there again as opposed to them coming to Tanchon, which I think is a little bit. Interesting. I think when you've got a league where you play each other three times, it's screwed up. Much as hmm. much the same as Scotland when we get into that nonsense. But generally, you you have a look at who do you think will be in the top six? Yeah, but I always think they, they tend to favour the teams at the top. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that, and no, they, always, they always tend to as well favour making sure that each game is each team's got a balance of home and away. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a clear case of what would look like them being favoured. Uh, favouring Suwon because ultimately they play just, just as in Scotland they've always favoured Celtic when it's come to it of course yeah apart from when, when there was that other team of zombies used to be up there yes then Gretna. they favoured both of them Gretna yeah <laughs> Airdrie <laughs> let's talk other games uh, challenge there's a full round of fixtures in the challenge um, we'll just Boring. go down them, down them in, down them in order uh, Sangju are at home to Chungju I think that should be a banker home win. But Chunju are playing well, though, he said, yeah. Chunju are playing well, but. And they would have a midweek victory as well. Beating Sangju. Yeah. Especially in a bag of 25 0 martyrs there, some throwing. With Jumez scoring 23 goals. So it's a pretty good job he's not going to be in the national team then, because otherwise you'd have missed that and it only been a 2 0 draw. Exactly. 2 0. 
<laughs> you know what? I'm sure we take a two-nil draw every week. I would like to make an observation. Can Paul not drink next week? <laughs> you said there was no difference between what I drink and don't. Yeah, you? I forgot there is. <laughs> um, it's interesting, though. I mean, like a fair point. If we can just bring up Paul's point there that he tried to make, um, if. Some of the Elan players get included in the East Asian Presumably, Lee Jong Hyuk will be missing for Sangju at the weekend. Yeah, but so if some it might of the two 0 instead of five 0 But if some of the the well, Elan players, right? Scoring apart from the last game, so Hatchik. But if your guys get called up for the East Asian Cup, i.e. the Jumez and so on, it's not going to like, hugely affect you. I mean, like, you guys don't really have Strength that and depth. depth and, yeah, thank you. That's what I was looking for. Instead of like. <laughs> Deep, that, deep that's what I can do when I'm on my fourth. Instead, yeah. of, instead, of, instead of deep inserted, <laughs> whatever happens is going to be that line, I have no idea. But anyway, strength and depth is what I meant, not, not depth and strength. See, I can do, it. I can do anything on five. Yeah, days. you're going to fall off that chair, though. Into your lap. <laughs> Again. And that's what she said. But do you think that that would seriously impact on. on, on I mean, I, I know it's only like a couple of weeks. I see. It's only a week, it's only a week, yeah. I'm not even sure if the, the challenge is on at that time. I know there is a break in the challenge. Might be but, at the end, at the end the of July. The challenge is on. The Keely Classic is off, but the challenge is on. Uh, because my friend, he's never known that, it's because my friend, Sean, who has never listened to the podcast, uh, is coming over from England and we're going to go to Buchan. Tranny. Tranny Sean. No idea what that means. Sean. Sean, Sean, Sean Stokes. Sean Stokes, yeah. The tranny fan. Uh, I don't know if he's a tranny or a fanny, but... He's, he's a tranny fan. Tranny fan. He's Tranmere, Tranmere. Tranmere, yes. As opposed to transvestite girls in 81. Right, can we get the yes. fuck out of here? Tranmere, Tranmere Rovers. Can you cut that last three hours? Hi. But, but seriously, like, so I know the challenge is on, but I don't know tranny. if you guys are going to lose any players. But so, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Last week you were complaining that none of your players have been called up to the national squad, but sure, that's a double-edged sword, right? Because if you lost Jumez or Glory, you'd pretty much be screwed for this week, would you not? You've not, not got that much strength and depth. Mm. What? Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, but I always, I always think you should just, you know, the guys that are in your team, you want them to do the best. If, if they're good enough, you want them in the international team. If it means you drop a point here and there, whatever. I don't. I think. I mean, I think Glory's a great keeper. I don't think he's going to get back in the national squad now at this point. No, but Jumez surely. He's, he's a better keeper than Jung, but um, he's probably not going to get back in the international squad when he's not been in it. Um, I, I think we. I think we've got enough about us that we could. We could still challenge in the league even if we lost Jumez, even though he's the only guy that's scoring goals. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's the only one who scores. I sets him up. Yeah. Okay. But no, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if they were if they were away in international duty. I think you just you just take that in the chin um, and move on. So you'd go down to Kuala Lumpur to watch to cheer him on. I might well have done. I might well have done if I hadn't been you, you working, family, and everything else. That probably have gone to Bangkok rather for the uh, if I hadn't been family. Right. So next up, Anyang are at home to the mighty Seoul Eland FC. Um, I'd hope we win it, but I'm I could be persuaded. A draw. I could be persuaded to go draw all around it, hasn't it? I could be persuaded to go to that in my soul shirt. Good, good friend of the podcast, Austin Berry, might be persuaded to have a beer up in the stand instead of playing in the game, and then Sully Lander pretty much guaranteed a, a, a win. If I wasn't going to um, Sue one, I would definitely win that game. Right, I actually like Anyang. Should, should be a good game. Should be a good game. I've never been to Anyang because. 
Of obvious reasons. Yeah, obvious reasons. You're not. I don't think you're welcome at anything. There's a photo of you as you walk in. The word <laughs> under it. <laughs> Quite possibly. I think I put that there. So next up after that is Butchon taking on Goyang. Even no. I don't really care. <laughs> to be quite honest, that can't be a good game, can it? Really? Right. So Butchon versus Goyang could be could go either way. It's probably going to be nil nil or one nil to some of them. Um, Sunday's well, that was that was the first Sunday game. The other Sunday game is Kyungnam versus Kangwon. Another one that could go either way. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say probably Kyungnam might sneak it. What do you guys think? That's a, a match between two poor teams, isn't it? So yes. I'm asking two. Uh, I'm I'm going to say that Gyeongnam will get their their promotion bed back on track. This is the fourth time I've said this, but Gyeongnam Gyeongnam will win that match and lose the next, but they'll win that match. There we go. And then there's Monday night football: Daegu versus Ansan. Prediction: Daegu are going to win. Jonathan will dive in the box and get another. Prediction: uh, Daegu win that one, one 0 Jonathan will dive. It's just something you just said there. But yeah. Paul, do you think Jonathan will dive? Tegu are going to fight with the law, but the law will win. So, victory for the police for me. Victory for the police? I guess uh, Mark with Suwa taking on Songnam at the weekend. That'll be also interesting to see who wins. Is it going to be you or the police? Uh, last time I went to Suwon, uh, I may have been, I may or may not have been escorted out of Suwon. Uh, so, I'll be interested to see if I actually make it back to Seoul this time. But hopefully my friend will keep me on the right track. So there must there must be a tune to play us out on that effect, Paul. Something about I fought the law and the law won. Can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I'll do a, a, a Google search and see what can come there up. There must with. be a song with something like that in it. <laughs> there sure must there be a song with the word law. Fought, law, won. Pretty sure there isn't, but I'll Google it and see what, <laughs> see what I can find. 